0: Paging Dr. Seiler, paging Dr. Seiler. If you're feeling run down, tired, exhausted by the daily drip, drip, drip of your life-saving straining away, the Stock Doctor's Prescription may be right for you. The Stock Doctor's Prescription will give you the ease and peace of mind knowing that you're getting the best possible information. Do not use Stock Doctor's Prescription if you're allergic to Stock Doctor's Prescription or any of its ingredients, including, but not limited to, wisdom, research, critical thinking, thoughtful discourse, occasional fart jokes, drinking references, drum solos. Side effects of the Stock Doctor's Prescription may include unwieldy wealth deposits, previously unknown relatives, groupies, extended comfort in your retirement, and swelling. The Stock Doctor's
1: Prescriptions are available at Walgreens, Apple iTunes, and everywhere the better podcasts are available, and right here. This is the Stock Doctor's Prescription.
2: Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Stock Doctor's Prescription. I'm your host, the Stock Doctor, also known as Lee Siler, in the house. Nikki Ward, our megalenial, and we have a very special guest this morning. He's actually in town here in Central Florida, backed by popular demand. Yes, and we always get questions about cryptocurrency, and we have the uh, expert, and um, he's been on our show many, many times. Jesse Markowitz. He is from, and his website, by the way, is your personal crypto assistant. Dot com we were trying to talk him into shortening that domain name, but'm uh, not, not sure it's working yet, so uh, Jesse's here we're going to talk all things crypto for this first segment because I know you have to take, get a plane out so uh, Jesse, welcome to the show. Good to have you back
0: Thank you very much and Great the crowd roars
2: so uh, jesse there's no and we're, we're going to talk more about the markets in this second segment, but I want to just get jump right into it you, you, look, there's no secret that the stock market's down yep. um, bond market's down as well as a risk asset, and 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 cryptocurrencies are down, which was interesting because it used to trade inverse to the stock market. Now it's trading with the stock market. What's your what's your thoughts here? I mean, I personally think the stock market is going to bottom, will go higher next year. I'm sure probably you're feeling the same way about crypto.
0: I do. I do. Um, Bitcoin in particular has dropped down significantly, obviously, since the highs of November last year. But... Um, Right now, it's trading a little bit over $19,000 for Bitcoin. It dipped briefly below the $19,000 level, but it's been very, very solid at that level. And with some bad news coming out from time to time, you would expect in some of those cases for it to drop down even more, and it hasn't. So we it think it seems, may be a floor.
2: It seems to be hanging in that 18000 19000 range, which we call support yeah. mm-hmm. on a technical basis. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I did take your advice the other day, by the way. <laughs> um i did in my ira i bought some of the grayscale oh the gptc because you had made a comment that was trading a significant discount it It, is now by the way anything we talk about here we're not recommending you buy crypto it's just we get a lot of questions asked about crypto I'm not a crypto expert. Nikki knows way more about it than I do, so she can answer questions. But we have an expert here who actually knows about it.
3: I'm just enthusiastic. He's the expert, so that's why we outsource this. And
2: I'm I'm not enthusiastic about it. I just uh, I figured if I could make money on it, that's fine.
3: You're opportunistic.
2: But we had a conversation the other day about uh, you know they have this is an investment trust, Grayscale, which is GBTC. Again, not a recommendation because it's not for the faint of heart. Extremely aggressive. But you had said. Based on the new bit, uh, the the Bitcoin ETF that's coming out, you think that the Grayscale is trading a significant discount?
0: Yeah. So right now, the value, the cost of to buy into to GBTC uh-huh. versus the amount of Bitcoin that they hold, it is trading at a discount. If you think about, it, it's like a discount to book value. Okay. But they can't capture that right now because the SEC has not allowed for a spot. Bitcoin ETF, and they would like to convert their current GBTC okay. into a spot So they want to ETF. convert
2: from a trust to a spot, which yes. would give it some intrinsic value there.
0: Correct. And it would make it much easier for people to trade in and out of it. Okay. And basically what they would do is they would hold Bitcoin on your behalf and make it easy, like, like regular stock transaction, to buy in and out of it without having to worry about any of the crypto-specific aspects.
2: Do you... uh can you guesstimate what that discount is based on what it's trade? I mean, I'm not going to put you in the spot here, but <laughs> I know you said a discount. But is it is it 10 percent oh, discount? Is it
0: the last the last time I looked, I think it was about a 25 percent discount. Really? If if the SEC approved it, approved their conversion tomorrow, I think you would see it easy a 20 pop.
2: Wow.
3: Well, I'm sure. Now, that- having said that.
2: Don't count on it. No, no. It. Yes. And again, He's
3: and not about to.
2: And nothing we're change saying here a is a recommendation. By the way, right. it is extremely volatile and it's not for everybody.
3: I mean, I'm sure Gary Gensler listens to our podcast. So, you know, maybe we might get some movement from the SEC on this. And Could and, be. Instead of just, you know, Bitcoin futures ETFs, we'll actually get a spot
2: price. Is it, is it inevitable that it's going to get a, a spot priced ETF? Yes. Yeah.
0: That's what it, I think, it, too. It will, it will happen at some time. Other countries have already done it. Yeah. We're just a bit behind the curve,
2: and some of the big, uh, like Goldman Sachs, are now going to start be able to buy Bitcoin or crypto, not Bitcoin necessarily, crypto for their clients. So, and and they're they're you know one of the biggest
3: two hundred thirty nine year old BNY Mellon. I was about
2: to say Mellon yeah, just signed up.
3: We yeah. just saw that a lot of institutional. I, I was going to say it's it's the best of times and it's the worst of times right now in crypto because there are fantastic things that are happening in rapid adoption. You've got Google and Coinbase just announcing their collaboration, correct, but yet. I don't know if it does feel very broad. This isn't specific to crypto, but it's just the negativity. We're just throwing the baby right out with the bathwater. It seems. No, I
2: agree, and it's a it's across considered the board a mega risk asset. And risk assets are not in favor. You have rates. I mean, we talked about rates before. You got we up, did. You said, but when have we seen? And I'm telling you right now, the uh, the one year Treasury is yielding four point six. Wow, that's a risk free return. One year, I haven't seen that in 20-ish years.
3: And it it makes the case, I mean, if I can get 4.6% one year, fully liquid, backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government, why would I take any more risk than that when I could potentially lose?
2: And here we have the problem with the stock market and risk investments, because if the stock market averages 9%, 10% a year with risk, why not get something near 5% without risk?
0: Right. And the answer that obviously is because— Inflation right now officially is 8.4%, I yes, think.
2: Yes, you're right. And hopefully the next time will be a seven-handle. We don't know. But uh, w- let me just uh, talk about who we're speaking to. We're speaking to Jesse Markowitz. He is the principal consultant for yourpersonalcryptoassistant.com. And Jesse, what Jesse does, he is not a crypto financial advisor. He is he helps you and consults and and helps you avoid some of the pitfalls and how to set up a crypto account, how to get that cold wallet set up some of the things that maybe will help you down the road and avoid some huge mistakes because we were talking the other day we had lunch, and uh there's twenty one million Bitcoin that will be produced eventually correct and it was a just astounding how many Bitcoin are just lost in digital digital land millions millions so a huge percentage of the 21 because they're not of the
3: finite supply.
2: It's a finite supply of 21 million Bitcoin. There are millions because they either died, gave nobody their password, lost their passwords, gone. Right.
3: I am so, I geek out over how financial advisors are navigating legacy planning for cryptocurrency. Yes. And, you know, just like the poor man's will, all these really cool things that they're doing out there to navigate this, you know, uncharted territory. Absolutely. So I have a question. Sure. Jesse, what kind of questions are you getting right now during this crypto winter?
0: The, the big question I'm getting right now from a lot of people is just, how do I get started? Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lot of folks who are interested in Bitcoin, interested in crypto, and they've got small businesses and they're saying, hey, I'm paying $10,000 a year in credit card fees. Yep. If I took Bitcoin, can I cut that down? And the short answer is yes. You know, if you talk to people and they're willing to pay in Bitcoin, you don't have to pay the credit card for company for those fees. So that's going to, that's a, it's a starting to happen. That's a game changer.
2: I mean, it is. Adaptation of this. I mean, that's, it's, it's inevitable. It's probably, it's just been a slower than I thought. It feels, it, I,
0: fe- it feels that way because you heard about it sooner. Yeah. And you've been more involved on it from that perspective. But if you look at the adoption rate of Bitcoin, which didn't exist even as a theory until, Two thousand eight didn't actually start being produced till two thousand nine. It's not. It's not that
2: long. Yeah. So if somebody wants to get started, they contact you either. I, I see your uh, email address is questions mm-hmm. at yourpersonalcryptoassistant.com. Certainly, if you can't remember this domain, which I don't blame you. Uh, just call our office, and we'll help you uh, get a hold of Jesse.
3: It's to the point, though. You got to give credit. We're is,
2: Your com. It's it is perfectly I, I, to the point. I, I, I tried to make it obvious. This is what I do. Yeah. I help people. So um, let's talk about. Everybody knows Bitcoin. They know Ether, and yep, there's always new coins coming out, right? Sure. And do you consult on those as well? Somebody will come up with some off the wall type. Hey, what about this? Do you pretty much when something comes out, do you know about it? I know about a lot of it, but. <clears throat> the last time
0: I checked, there were over 25,000 different I'm coins kidding. and tokens that were out there. And more and more come out every day. Um, I was part of a class I did uh, six, six months ago now. I actually created my own token, JToken. Just, you know, it was as a class exercise. We created a token that we put out there. Now, we're not pumping this. We're right. not pushing it, whatever else, because we don't really have a real use case. We're not doing anything with it. It was a class exercise. Right. But. Anyone can do it, and the technology is out there to make it easy to do to create your own token. So the question becomes: If you create a token, what value does that have over everything else that's out there?
2: Now I know you're you're not a financial advisor, but this is a risk asset. It is. So you tell people. I'm assuming if uh, you have the younger people say, "I have uh, fifty thousand in my IRA. I want to put it all in there." You will say, "Listen, you got to think twice, right?" I mean, you're, again, you can't exactly. give it financial advice, but no. you shouldn't be putting a large part of your portfolio or liquid assets in something like I, this?
0: I explain to people the risks involved. And while I'm a, a techno geek, whatever, I'm with you on that one, Nikki. Um, and I believe it's going to go up. I think it's going to go up dramatically, significantly, all of that. But I also understand it's not a guarantee. It right. is a risky asset. It could go to zero or close to zero. A lot of these tokens have, even some of the ones that seemed like they were very, very solid. Tether? Right, Bell? Yeah, exactly. The whole Celsius thing. Um, anyway, so
3: who just got hired over I think it was JP Morgan, yes. one of the top people is now working for JP Morgan in advice as far as like regulatory concerns are con- are
0: compliance issues. Right.
3: Yes. I find that hysterical. Yes. As JP Morgan, mm. you know, Jamie Diamond's out there, you know, just completely denigrating the entire asset class.
0: So the issue on it is as a portion of your portfolio understanding the risk it makes a lot of sense. That was our conversation the other right, day, now. right? We, we're
2: talking 1-2% of a portfolio. A- absolutely. And it could go maybe up to if you are young and aggressive maybe up to 5.
0: If so, and if people want to do more, you know, I'm not going to advise them whatever. Right. I just want to make sure people don't think of it as risk free or low risk when it's not. And I want to make sure people understand what the risks are, and what to look for.
2: I, but I've got to tell you, I just think there's a lot less risk in it now than there was at 60000
3: Without a doubt.
2: I mean, just like the market. I mean, there's, a, there's less risk in the market today than there was January 3rd when we hit the high.
0: When you're hitting new, time, new all-time stock market highs week after week after week, that's when you get all the people calling you going, hey, right. get me in the market. Exactly. Get me in the market, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, same thing with crypto.
3: Yeah, they just don't understand, you know, the most building happens during bear markets. And that's something we're seeing in crypto as well.
0: And in crypto as well.
2: So, uh, you know, the big ones, Bitcoin, Ethereum, we're going to try and wrap things up here because we're going to talk about the stock market in the next segment. But uh, we're glad to have Jesse Markowitz from yourpersonalcryptoassistant.com. And he is uh, all things crypto. He will get you started soup to nuts. He doesn't do it for you. You consult them. You advise them. And you do let them know there are risks involved. So uh, the big ones, Bitcoin, Ethereum, those ones everybody talks about. do you have a preference between one? I mean, which one do you think has more upside from this point? They've both been hammered. So which one do you like better?
0: I am a very big Bitcoin fan. okay. I, I think the there's a number of others. There's, well <clears throat> there's a couple others now that I'm still following, right and and tracking and investing in, in some. But really, at this point, Bitcoin's the big the big play right now. A lot of the others have dramatically more risk. And I even Ethereum.
2: Institutions get involved, they're gonna go with the bigger ones. They have to. Yeah. They can't go out and buy the little BS ones. You know? Okay. Nikki we're wrapping this up with Jesse, you have a question?
3: Uh, do you think the Ethereum successful merger to the proof of stake is gonna make them more of a competitor for Bitcoin or are they gonna work in tandem?
0: I I don't think it's gonna make a dramatic difference. I think Mm -hmm. the people who were the Bitcoin maximalists before the switch for Ethereum is not going to impact them at all. They're not going to change their position. I don't think anything's going to deter,
3: <laughs> you know, the, the permables on Bitcoin. And
0: and I, and I think the folks who had very large concerns about Ethereum before, about its centralization mm-hmm. and all of that, and the censoring on it, still have those concerns. Yeah. So no differential on that. All right,
2: folks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We have one more segment. We'll talk about the markets, what they've been doing the last week. We've had Jesse Markowitz. He is the principal consultant at yourpersonalcryptoassistant.com. Check it out. If you have questions about crypto, call him. Don't call us.
0: (laughs) Thanks very much.
2: All right. We'll be right back. Thank you.
3: Hi, I'm Nikki Ward. If you'd like to work with a powerful female financial advisor that's legally bound to do what's in your best interest and will work with you to create a detailed financial plan that reflects your goals and risk tolerance, give me, Nikki Ward, a call at 888-855-2855 or shoot me an email at nikki at stockdr.com.
2: Hey, everybody. We are back. You're listening to Stock Doctor's Prescription. In the last segment, we had Jesse Markowitz from YourCryptoAssistant.com. Personal. Oh, YourPersonalCryptoAssistant.com. Yes. And uh, always really, really good insight. I mean, he really knows this stuff way more than I do. I'm not going to say more than you do, but he does probably.
3: I mean, you threw some terminology out there. You sound like you know, you're talking about cold wallets.
2: Uh, yeah, well, I, I picked it up, you know. Just osmosis. I'm going to go ahead and
1: acknowledge that he knows significantly more than I do about this whole yeah,
2: thing. Yeah, he does. And he's a, he's a believer. And that's, uh, there are a lot of believers out there. Me, I don't know if I'm a believer. Probably not. But if I can make money on it, I'll, I'll take a You'll a rent shot. it. You'll rent it. I'll rent it. I'm For not sure. going to own it. I'll rent it. But uh, interesting. So now we're going to talk about the stock market. Because uh, and let's uh, get a gauge on when we are taping this. Because it is not when it is released, which is Monday morning. Uh, It will be released, and it's October 24th, probably, when you're listening to it. That's a Monday. But today is Thursday, October 20th. It's 1025 a.m., and we're seeing a little bit of a rally here. So far this week is not bad. Feels good. And today, as of right now, again, markets only been open about an hour. The Dow's up 361 at 30,785. The S&P up 35 at 3730. The NASDAQ up 139 points. I mean, NASDAQ needed it because NASDAQ's been really bearing the brunt. But uh, you know, it's all about interest rates, and we are seeing rates just absolutely jump everywhere, which is certainly not good for the bond market, and puts those basic sixty forty portfolios. I don't want to say basic, but uh, yeah, basic your standard standard sixty right. forty portfolio, which most people have. Yes, a, a lion's share of the investors have sixty forty portfolios, right. which is appropriate for most people. Sure. Down over twenty percent. Getting smacked in the face, and punched right in the boca, <laughs> and that's because the bond the bond market's absolutely hammering them.
1: Yep,
3: it's it's certainly not helping stocks either. I mean, you know, the higher interest rates go, the well, I think that investors they are.
1: I think investor sentiment is sort of like, okay, well, um, this usually takes care of that. You know, they don't all always go up at the same time. But when investors are looking at this portfolio or their their values this year, they're saying basically just carnage on both sides. Yeah. And it does not help sentiment, which drags everything down eventually. So it sort of becomes like this self fulfilling prophecy that we're getting killed on both sides. We're getting
2: it from from all angles. The sky's falling. The sky is falling. And you're hearing that ba- there's there's just more and more bad news. There's not one bit of good news. Yeah. So you know, I think the market is looking because it seems to be trying to base out down here. It's looking for something. And maybe it's the midterm elections. Maybe it's something going on in in Russia, Ukraine.
3: Lee, we said good news.
2: Well, I think that the market is looking for a change politically. <laughs> yeah. I truly well, believe that. Y- yeah. I'm not going to get on one side of the table or not. No, I just think no. the market is looking for a change. It's it's well, obvious. I mean,
1: you throw some crazy inflation at people for a while, and, and it doesn't matter if it's your fault or not. Right. You're getting hit. They're going to blame.
2: Right. They're going to blame who they're going to blame.
1: We need somebody to, to point at.
2: But, uh, you know, the market's trying to bottom, and we know that October usually uh, is some significant bottoms. In fact, um, you know, yesterday, when we're, we're taping this, of course, It's on the Thursday,
3: J-Lo of months. It,
2: it is. It is the J-Lo of months, which is the uh, historic term, rounded bottom.
1: Round, rounded bottom. j Low right.
2: rounded bottom, the J-Lo bottom. Um, you know, yesterday, from the time we're recording this, was the 35th anniversary of the 1987 crash. Uh, yeah. In which the market went down 508 points, which... I think it did that last week yeah I, I've More seen that
1: I've seen weird fluctuations of that much at this point so and also my sister's birthday happy birthday
2: Carrie oh yesterday was my right. older sister's birthday I'm not gonna say well, how since we're she
3: doing is. it my sister's is tomorrow so happy birthday is Megan. it? Oh. good happy <laughs> yeah. birthday
2: Megan okay happy birthday everybody <laughs> and but anyway that historic drop of 508 points was actually 22.8 percent it was a
1: big percentage so that I mean to put things into perspective if we walked into work and there was a, a you know, a drop that much, it would be pretty staggering.
2: So let's talk about earnings because that's what's going to drive the markets. Uh, Earnings are not in that apocalyptic stage that everybody thought so far. Anyway, it's it's
3: Armageddon out here.
2: Everybody thought that it's going to be absolutely disaster earnings wise. Uh, You're going to miss a lot of uh, a lot of uh, estimates and and guide lower. Just haven't seen it. And, And actually, you know, net something like Netflix Knock the cover off the ball, and most companies, in fact, 76% of the companies thus far that have reported, albeit it's only about 15% of the S&P 500, right? Have have beat successfully beat their estimates to now, the tune of 76% or so.
1: Yeah. Now these estimates were were, you know, pandemic estimates. They were okay. This was going this way a few years ago, and now we've had to slightly lower. Or our supply chain is dragging us down a little bit, so we've revised our earnings, and they're they're beating revised earnings, right?
3: Yes, a yes. lowered I mean, bar. For lack yeah. of
1: a better explanation.
3: I mean, think back. It was, you know, FedEx came out in September with just this awful warning about how terrible things were going to be. The world was
2: coming to an I end.
1: I don't know if people have shipped anything lately, but I don't see how any of those guys can complain about anything. Because things that I used to ship for 20 or $30, are cost 80 and $90.
2: Well, right I, that's right. But, you know, what's interesting is that I think yesterday, the day before, earlier, a couple days ago, um, Jeff Bezos, of course, the founder of Amazon, has become the latest corporate leader to warn about the state of the economy, cautioning that rougher times are likely ahead. He said, yep, the probabilities in this economy uh, tell you to batten down your hatches. And Jeff Bezos, of course, I think he's got a little bit of inside scoop to what's going on. Sure. I mean, what better guide to the economy than Amazon or a Walmart or a FedEx? And is, is he actually handing us a little bit of a lowered guidance. Is he lowering guidance without telling he's us? Setting expectations, kind of, maybe. Without a doubt. Also, Jamie Dimon. He's another uh, hawk. We'll call it hawk. Sure. Uh, he's He's been warning of the troubles ahead, saying that recently that the situation is very, very serious and the U.S. will slip into a uh, recession in the next six months. Uh, of course, you know Elon Musk crying wolf all the time. So are these corporate heads... Are they just trying to lower these bars so that it's easier to beat Q4 or Q1 of 23?
3: Without a doubt, and I think that also too, they might be crying wolf a little bit.
1: That's, I mean, with come on, this is an age-old saying. If you ask me, the, the truth is that that these guys don't want to set expectations too high in the event that perhaps they do have a one-time charge off or something like that to go against their their net numbers. So. You know, it's kind of like my richest uncle is the one who always walks around saying how broke he is. I
3: know my dad's like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna Uber drop." I'm like, "Stop! Yeah, yeah Please exactly. Stop! Just exactly. enjoy your retirement."
2: Right. You know, at some relax. point, inflation is gonna tame, Cur- curtail. It'll, it'll at fall at some up. point, sure. Uh, I don't know what's, how long it's gonna take. I mean, yeah. we're you probably have peaked out inflation wise. You're gonna see the numbers start to drop. I think you'll start to see the numbers dropping in in larger increments than we have seen because now we have six months since the first. Uh, well, more than six months. It's since been first a few.
1: It's been a few months, but it's, I mean, exactly, we're we're, we're feeling the year. effects. We're feeling the effects. First rate hike was December
2: last year. Ooh. I can't yeah, remember I can, now. I really can't remember, can't. but it's been. It
1: feels like it's been.
2: So about it's it's that getting. Long. We're probably getting close to a year as far as rate hikes. So it takes eight to nine to twelve months to get filtered through the system, and we're starting to see. Certainly in housing, we're starting to see it. Yep. I, I we talked to a friend of ours yesterday, Justin. You and I. Yep. Was a mortgage broker, and he said normally. He's juggling 20 files at one time, I mean, meaning doing 20 loans. Yeah. He said he's got four. Four, right. And his next producer's got two. Yep. And the rest of the office has zero.
1: Yeah. I'd say, man, might not be a good time to make any big purchases. Just saying. He's just in. <laughs> um, you know, I- used cars? The, the thing is that, yeah, used cars have gotten smacked in the face, too. Yeah. The thing is that we, as investment advisors doing what we do, we go through these periods you know relatively often sure. you know and and that's when we learn how to tighten the belts and you know the mortgage guys they've been high on the hog for a minute
2: yeah i, I don't they've been high for a long, a long time
1: right i'm i'm i feel bad but i don't feel bad but i feel bad but i
2: kind of don't feel bad i know people yeah. have refied 3 4 times over the last 10 12 15 years
1: yeah uh, uh.
3: You should maybe uh, get some advice from Bezos about how to budget
2: mhm yeah it'd be helpful yeah he's not struggling though no no i, 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 I doubt I just... Jeff Bezos has to budget anything
1: no
3: that's well, kind of part of why I find it so amusing when he talks has, about... Has
2: some kind of anything fattening
3: down the hedge. I'm like, stop it.
1: Right. He could spend a million dollars a day for the rest of his life and barely touch
2: his net worth. Exactly. Um, big earnings report came out of Tesla. That was uh, on Wednesday night. And, you know, the the company beat estimates, uh, the earnings estimates. They missed a little bit on revenue, but, you know, he, uh, Elon made a comment today. They are pedal to the metal. They don't care about a recession. They... It seems like they Tesla still maintains that leadership in the EV market. They really do. I know everybody else is competing with them now. I mean, all of them are. Didn't uh, who was it? Howdyer? No, Rolls Royce. Yes. Oh, really? Coming out. What it's a, 400- a four
3: hundred thousand dollars Spectre. Yes. It's an, gonna an EV be on the Rolls streets. Royce, and they they already have hundreds of pre-orders allegedly. Look out! Hundreds Late twenty
2: twenty three. And whatever. If you can afford a Rolls Royce. Yeah. You really care about the gas. You really don't.
3: Maybe they give a shit about the environment.
2: I think I don't that, know. If they, I, that's I, th- that much I think better
1: that, that either. demographic tends to not give a shit about the environment. That demographic, yeah. the Rolls Royce. I'll fire, take your point. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm not trying to blanket statement all of them, but for the most part, they're not the activists. They're not, they're not yeah. climate <laughs> activists. <laughs> they were
3: just in a different time.
2: Yeah, maybe. maybe. So, look, the the market is. Uh, I think October is 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 playing out. Like it normally does. Sure, it's volatile the first half. You start seeing some bottoming. I mean, there's no reason. And some people ask me all the time, well, "What's what's gonna? What's the reason for the market to change direction and start going up?" You don't need one. Well, the thing is that people
1: are asking for one specific reason, and it's not. Oftentimes, when your check engine light comes on, you got three things happening. Yeah, you're asking the mechanic, "Well, what what is it?" Well, this is causing this, which is causing this, and you now have to fix all three of them because you didn't act fast
2: enough. And I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time before some bit of positive news comes out. You cannot just continue to be bombarded with negative news. But you know,
1: the truth is, this doesn't feel like the 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 being bombarded that we saw in 2001. In 2001, I felt like a prize fighter in the last round who was just begging for the guy to start punching me with his left because the right right was hurting really
2: bad. 2001 lasted a long time, and it was bad it was it, painful it was
1: every single but day
2: 0809 was not great either and, no. and we had uh, I mean we we're a little bit more prepared and I think we've been fairly prepared for this I mean yes our portfolios down absolutely but most portfolios have some type of protection in them being uh, buffered ETFs or something like that so you know, here's the thing uh, I think Tesla at these levels again these are not by recommendations we own Tesla we own it as a as a firm we I own it personally I think uh, negative Nick owns it as well
3: you know this tree hugger owns it
2: yes I'm sure you do and uh, so, I, But I think at these levels, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape at some point. And I just talked to a client this morning. I said, listen, a year from now, we're probably going to be back to where we were January 3rd. You know, January 3rd, we hit the high. NASDAQ peaked out in November of, of 2021. One, right. So I think a year from now, we're going to rebound back. I think by the end of the year, we're going to take back 10%. We're going to be up ten percent. We'll take
1: back ten percent of, of what of we downside. previously lost this yeah. year, right?
2: And then I think that two thousand twenty-three is probably, based on history, is going to be a pretty good year. So what I what I explain to you folks is that if you have a need for non-stock market assets, there's a really great market for it right now because bond market has not been sexy. For twenty years,
1: yeah, never in my career,
2: and and now we're seeing things like a two-year Treasury paying four fifty-five, a one-year Treasury four point six percent, ridiculous.
3: I can't believe that the risk-free rate is four point six percent.
2: One year, I know. The problem is
3: we're making bonds great again. The
1: problem is the guys back in that four or five percent are are also kind of causing inflation to be twice that much but whatever whatever
2: yeah but i'm sorry
3: are you referring to m- currency manipulation just,
1: no i'm just talking about you know the government with not you know acting on some of these supply chain woes and everything else have caused i mean they have certainly you mean the helped. monetary the money supply
3: That's they, them? They,
1: they certainly haven't helped
3: no so more harm than good in my opinion i just
1: feel like i mean yeah it's 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 great to hear Treasury's Back there, it it really is. But to me, at the same time, with inflation where it is, I'm, I still f- sort of feel like you're you're earning about half of what inflation is.
3: Without a doubt.
1: So you're going backwards, even though rates have gone high. now it's not going to be like this forever. And, and but I was
3: going to say, I got to jump in there on that. For
2: that reason, is why people will take less of a yield and lock their money up for ten years. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. I mean, that's that's the reason. I mean, look, because this is an inverted yield club or we talked about this. Um, the ten-year treasury is paying four one five. So, yes, you can get four point six, but that's one year, baby. And if that one year next year is down to three point five, you've missed out.
3: Right. And if inflation is still at eight point two percent, how much did you you're really negative? Make.
2: Right? Yeah. So you can lock in, and I'm not telling you to do this. You know, ten year yields, but I haven't seen a ten year yield at one four one five. And again, twenty years. So there's other opportunities too. There's some fixed annuities, that's and there's, what I was there's thinking. other things that are really, really powerful right now and we certainly urge you to call the office 407-831-8002 we could talk about your portfolios we could do analysis of your portfolios do a risk analysis which is really even more powerful but i think if you go into a 60-40 today yeah and lock those in for a little bit you're in pretty good shape it could be
1: okay in short order you know yes it might not take very long for you to to really see some returns
3: especially if you are in that pre-retirement or sure. retirement phase where you're not accumulating your you know more as far as you want to protect that money as well as maybe some income down the road we have a unique opportunity right now
2: yeah and i and i think that we need to if you have a 401k let us talk to you about it because we can now work with virtually all 401k's and those are are most people's most important investment right. assets right
3: it's the bulk of it yeah for a lot, For of, a lot of people as far as, you know, their retirement plans and funds.
2: So we'll see what happens. The market is uh, certainly acting well. Hopefully we end up having a, a good week again. This is Thursday morning and it's about 1140, but the market's still hanging in there. And uh, yes, Nick?
3: Make sure that whoever you are seeking advice from is a fiduciary.
2: That's right. The F word, fiduciary. Unlike the F word you said last night, by the way. I loved it. Yeah, she well, dropped one on the, dropped uh, I did. Uh,
1: the one time I couldn't she, listen.
2: Yep, she, she dropped it. Give us a call. All right, 407-831-8002. We hope everybody has a fantastic week, and we'll see you soon.
1: I'm Justin Kenny, and I've been working in financial services for over 20 years now, and in fee-based asset management for the last decade. The beauty of what we do here at Siler Wealth Management is that we are always committed to our clients' best interests. We don't have any proprietary products that make us a ton of money. We communicate with our clients to ensure your investment objectives and risk tolerance are still where they were the last time we met. I want to talk with you about your goals and assist you with the choices that will help you sleep better at night. Call me, ask for Justin at 888-855-2855 to discuss how Siler Wealth Management can help you meet your goals.